This is the Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams. Hey guys, in this episode, it's gonna look a lot different than uh, other episodes. And so instead of me interviewing someone or instead of me like talking about a wealth principle or life principle, I really wanna come before you and just share with you my story. And yes, uh, you know, it, I believe, and I'm a little bit biased, but I believe I have a really, really unique story. And when it really occurred to me that I need to share this on the podcast is when every every time I'm on a podcast or when I'm on stage or when I get the, you know, when I meet someone, they always want to hear this, the story. And because in the back of their head, they're like, you, you look like you're 15. How in the world are you like talking about money? Like, what gives you the ability to do that? And like, how are you running the company? There's just so many kind of unknowns. And then as I share it, I think people realize that this has so much more to do with the people around me than just me. Like, some people call me the financial prodigy, and and I actually hate that because I'm not. I I literally am just, I'm, I'm the result of people selfishly pouring in uh, to me and like I'm just super super grateful for that and so I just wanted to kind of give you the origin story and uh, yeah again so uh, here here we go So my story really starts, I uh, was born in Racine, Wisconsin. My dad was um, in the process of finishing up his PhD and my mom well, was a nurse at the time. And so they had me in Racine. And then uh, I want to say when I was a ye- one years old, I got we moved to a small little town in Bancroft, Wisconsin, right on the outskirts of Stevens Point and Plover, uh, right in the center of the state. And, and it was there that I grew up and became the oldest of six kids kids and was homeschooled. And so one of the first things that I'm really, really grateful for is the upbringing that I, that I had. A, a lot of people make an assumption that they're like, when they, when they see me, they're like, Caleb, like, did you, like, how was your family? Like, did your parents teach you about money? And this is, this is what my parents did an amazing job. They taught me First of all, um, they taught me a lot of uh, character principles, just like we, we grew up in a Christian home and like every day we would read the Bible and being homeschooled, like I would learn how to be proactive and start learning things like not just about school, but like I would learn how to talk to other people and being the oldest of six kids, like obviously you learn how to, you know, interact with different age groups. And as I think back over like what I'm doing now and just my mindset, I have to say a lot of that has been shaped by the amazing upbringing that I, you know, grew up in. I, I kind of tell the story a lot. Growing up, I hated, I absolutely hated working with my dad because he was so hard on me. Like literally, if I wasn't like working or like if I wasn't like being intentional about like asking what to do, he would kind of get mad at me if I just sat around waiting for him to tell us what to do. And and one of the things that he said that I didn't necessarily appreciate now, but like I'm so grateful for today, is he's like, Caleb, because he was an executive for a company and he's like Caleb like you have to be proactive you have to be looking at how you can serve other people you have to be looking for like no one's going to come around and tell you what to do if you actually want to be successful you have to start looking and being proactive 
And he taught me this principle of proactiveness that uh, little did I know like was such a key element. I'm so grateful for that. So dad, if you're listening, I love you and I appreciate the way that you parented, even though I wouldn't always have said that. And, and so what ended up happening was I grew up and another thing you have to know about me is I, I, don't, I don't like the word learning disability, but learning and reading were extremely difficult for, for me. Like I just straight up had such a hard time as it relates to reading. Even to this day, like reading is so tough. Like if you ask me what one of my worst fears is, is like getting called up on stage and be given like something to read in front of people. Like I would much rather wing it. I just like, because words just get mixed up in my head. And so I was always kind of very like insecure about reading and I was super short. And uh, actually growing up, my sister, my younger sister was taller than me. And let's just say she's matured a lot because uh, growing up, she she wasn't always the nicest and would would make it, she would, she would go out of her way to ask everyone that we ever met, uh, young or old, like who, who they thought looked older, you know, who looked more mature, you know, and just, you know, and so it was one of those things where at 12 years old, I just, I just was really an insecure kid. Now, being the oldest, I was always kind of an old soul. Like I always was very aware of like, okay, like what are people seeing of our big family? Like I was always really in tune with, you know, how things were, but I was just an insecure kid. And one of the things that um, kind of the turning point, a, a story that I love to share and I'm so grateful for, and this is just tells you how amazing my mom is, is I, I had this really embarrassing moment, 12 years old at a camp called Riverside Bible Camp. And I, I got up on stage and we, it was like the last night and you know 12 years old everyone's kind of uh you know every all the there's the friend groups and you know I'm kind of semi-popular you know and I get up on stage and I have like two lines I have like literally two lines and in fact I didn't even have to memorize these lines I got to write them out and I got up in front of everyone and totally forgot what I was gonna say and I end up sounding out every word and and it was miserable like i i cringe when i think about that and and as i share this story i I know we all have those kind of stories in our life and 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 on top of that i was super short and small for my age and i just like it was just a low point like it was just a low point i remember um sitting down with my mom and and just like literally crying being like mom like I hate that I'm super short. I hate that I can't read. I just like, and my mom in a really, really loving way uh, came up to me and she said, Caleb, you can't do anything about your height. So like genuinely learn to like laugh about it and don't let it get to you. And the things that you can't control in life, like don't worry about. And that, that was like, okay, wow. Like, okay, you're right. Like there's, there's no, like being a victim or being like the woe is me is never gonna work. Never, never healthy. But then she also said, you know, Caleb, you're reading, like you can work harder on it. Like you're not a good reader because you don't actually work at it because it's tough for you. And so at 12 years old, I sort of made this commitment like, okay, I can control that. Yes, it's tougher for me, but I can control that. And so I'm going to go all in. I'm literally going to go all in on trying to work hard at the things that are tough in my life. And so that mindset shift was key 
And this idea of like things I can't control, let's not worry about. But you know, there's so many things in our life that we can control. There's so many things. And so, so at, you know, 12 years old, that's kind of the, the route that I took and just was, went, went all for it um, and did a lot of um, odd, odd jobs. I, I, my first actually business was called Caleb's Kitchen and we would spell kitchen with a C uh, <laughs> and I would just go around selling loaves of bread to other homeschool families. And my mom would make me, you know, pay her for the supplies, but I would make like, three dollars a loaf and I and I remember you know just always being fascinated with how money works but my real first job I was 14 15 years old was gutting chickens like literally the the chickens that you get in the store aren't aren't made that way <laughs> like they literally go through a process of you know butchering them and then what I would do is I would get the chicken after it was defeathered and you know gut it out and and process it and for those of you that are wondering my records 52 seconds so I could uh, process from the very beginning take everything out you know you know get it to to be like a whole chicken and uh, just to let you know my nickname I think was called I had a lot of nicknames but one of them was called Sparky because I was just very uh, I've, I loved it. I just absolutely loved it. And we got paid a dollar per chicken. So it, like, think about it like every day you have an opportunity to make money and you compete with other people. And, you know, it was just, it was just a blast. Like I had so much fun, but I also learned a couple key, key things in my life. The number one, I learned how to work hard. We had to get up every, every morning and actually, you know, go for it. And then, and then the second thing is I, you know, learned to work hard, learn to work with other people, but then and I also got this this mindset of like I'm not here making an hourly wage like I am the work that I put in I'm going to get like like if I work harder I will get paid more and there there's different other elements in the business but it it taught me so much about how this whole small business worked and it was just so empowering it was like if I had to leave early I wouldn't ask the boss I would ask my team members I would say hey guys I got to leave um how can I make this worthwhile cuz I know you have to clean clean up and so it just again it was just super super healthy uh for me to get in the groove of, of that and I worked a couple summers at at that job and I'm just so grateful so grateful for um, just all the people that poured into me in, in that area were patient with me. But then I, I'm just grateful for, for just the opportunity to do that. I'm 17 years old. I'm like, okay, working at the chicken farm was when I first started my fascination with money because I started making money. And I'm like, hey, what are we going to do with this? Like, I again, like this amazing, like this money can now work for us. So that's when I started reading books. I read uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, which was like mind blowing. It's like, man, our money can work for us. This is so, so exciting. And then I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I read uh, Good to Great about business. And I remember writing down on a piece of paper that something that went a little bit like this like I want to be a fortune 500 CEO of a company that helps people with money like it just became super clear that like I love this whole money thing and I also love this idea of business and so that's kind of what I wanted to do but you got to realize I, the limiting belief that I had at 17 is I still didn't think I was going to be able to get through school like I didn't think I was going to go on and pass college because you know being homeschooled I just didn't know I didn't have anything to measure up against like I didn't I just didn't know and so I remember sitting down with a guy his name was Dick Judy and he actually has passed away uh, and I remember sitting down with him and just being like, hey, he was like the faculty member of the business school where I grew up at. And he was on the board of a couple, you know, businesses. And I just kind of sat down, lay out, laid out my cards. And I remember being super nervous talking to him, but he was super kind. And he said, young man, you need experience. Like, 
like as much as you love gutting chickens, like you need to be able to do other things. And so he actually got me a job at a bank, like a local community bank. And 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 if you're listening to this, the power that you're going to see of the people in my life, like this was the first turning point of realizing that sometimes our net worth or our ability to impact the world is in in relation to how many people we know and and the people that want to serve us as well as like and I realized the importance of serving other people but like my mind was blown because one phone call he got me a job at a bank like 17 job at a bank so I worked as a teller still short still have insecurities but working at the bank taught me so much it taught me so much about how to interact with people it taught me so much about how money actually works it taught me so much just about everything in general and going through the going through the motions and at 17 years old I'm like telling the bank CEO how to run his business a little bit better and I just again can't turn my brain off but the cool thing about being homeschooled was I got to work on Mondays and Fridays and so I worked extremely hard and it's actually this is just coming back to me as I'm sharing my story Uh wow when I first started I was not actually a good employee I this is what I would say I my heart was fully in it super into it but like working Mondays and Fridays like I would forget everything I did on Monday and it didn't help that I wasn't super confident I I think a lot of people see see me now and they forget or a lot of times I forget you know the humble beginnings like I I literally the reason why I stayed at the bank was uh, the person that was uh, overseeing me Dorothy Pianka she's just the sweetest think about think about the sweetest person you know and double that like that's Dorothy and she uh, she manages, she managed me. And, and even though she was told by a couple other people that, you know, Caleb is a really, really sweet young man, but I don't think this is going to work out for him. She just kept me on. And Dorothy, if you're listening to this, I am so incredibly grateful for you. Like, I'm so grateful that God put you in my life. And thank you for being like a second mom to me and looking after me. But but anyways, there was a, there was a time that clicked. It really changed when actually my trainer, I went to do go to a, like a summer Christian camp and my trainer um, committed suicide. She was dealing with a lot of things personally that we had no clue about. And I remember coming back and being told that, and that was probably one of the worst days of my life because my heart just broke. I mean, she had four children that were like super young. And I just remember like there was a couple things that were going through my head, but it was one of those things where it's like, okay, Caleb, you're on your own and you have to make this work. Like no safety nets. I remember because I was 18 years old. I, I, I just remember thinking through a couple things. Number one, never assume. Like if you're like, never assume people are okay. Like always ask. And I could have asked. I, I had so many opportunities that I could have asked. And then number two, it's, it's what safety nets are you, are holding you back? Cause, cause I will say, um, while her suicide was ter- like horrifying, that was this chaining like turning point for me to take the next leap because I had to. There was no, you know, no one to lean lean on after that. And so um, that 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 happened. And then, um, you know, there, there's a lot of different stories. I ended up doing a lot of networking. I I would you know re- I I got uh, learned from 
a guy named Brad who ran our commercial loan department. He took me under his wing and took me to different networking events. And I didn't even have business cards at the time. So I would put my name on the back of uh, another business, you know, his business cards. And and we would, you know, go out and I would just love hearing other people's stories. I, would, I just loved it. I loved everything about the networking and hearing people's stories. And I just started gaining a lot of confidence. I started gaining a lot of mentors. And, and I just started realizing that this whole business thing had a lot more to do with relationships than anything else. And I decided to stay in town to go and go to the University of Stevens Point. I was going to study business and finance. I already had a year college done because I was in high school. You know, I did high school and I did a lot of college in high school. And so I enrolled in there. And I also, I had a lot of different job offers, but this is really key. And I want you guys to understand this is I knew that I could go out and get another job, but I knew the true value the true value was going to be to stay at this organization and move up. I knew I could care less about the money. I wanted the experience. And so at 18 years old, I worked in our investment department. And I thought I arrived because I had Caleb Williams, investment assistant. Like I, I had my own cards. Like I was set. I loved it. And I also um, had a little key. Like it was like a halfway office. Like it was an office in the in kind of out in the open. And I, I loved it. I ate that up. And I also got to work in our marketing department and absolutely loved that. That as well. And so what ended up happening was I'm going to school, I'm assisting the investment advisor at the time, and I'm doing my thing. And then one day when I'm 19 years old, um, the guy that was running our bank's investment department took another job. And I want you to know that that day was in, an insane day because I was going to have to step in for for the bank um, because there's no one else. And if you, if you could imagine... 19, I probably look like I'm 13 at the time. If you can imagine the horrifying looks that you get when someone uh, comes in for their annual review and sees you <laughs> grinning uh, uh, nervously. So I, I call it the 10 minutes of horror. But I remember I remember a couple thing, key things that happened during that time. So my boss, who's a dear, dear, dear friend, uh, JG, who I've actually interviewed, uh, he's one of the first interviews that I had, he sat me down and said, Caleb, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I know that you care about people. And so I'm going to just let you, like, I'm going to let you do the right thing. And I know that you can be resourceful. And so, I, again, at 19 years old, I'm like, holy cow, like, this is this is a big responsibility. And so I, I made a commitment that day. I made a commitment that day that I was going to do the very best thing for my my clients, the very best thing for the bank. Like I, I truly, truly wanted to help people as it relates to their money. And I knew, I knew that there were things out there that no one was telling us. Like I knew that there were unknown secrets to wealth that I wasn't learning in school. And I just, there was just kind of that inkling. And I also at the, at the time made a mission statement that literally hangs on my wall to this day. It's, it was to help people see and reach their highest potential. Like so many people have God-given abilities, but they're unable to live up to that those abilities because um, they're not they're not getting their money thing right. They're not getting their life thing right. And I was like, if I could help people truly master this idea of taking back control over their wealth, think about the impact that they could have. And again, 19 years old, the reason I'm having these thoughts is I'm reading books, I'm getting mentored. Like I can't tell you the importance of mentorship in, in just my life and how it's just radically changed. And so um, I, I literally go on this journey. I, 
I was I was empowered to like go out and learn from the best. So I go on this journey and I read books. Remember, reading is tough, but I read books. I call authors. I look at people on the leaderboards, call the top people. I watch YouTube videos. I talk to, I reach out to the people that create the YouTube videos. And I'm I'm solely interested in helping people truly maximizing their wealth. And I, and I, and again, like I get super, super excited because I literally get chills because the my like there's so many things that could could have happened in my life that would like I wouldn't be talking to you right now like it's just insane um but I I reach out and just start meeting people that are so generous with their time and they take me under their wing and they teach me things about efficiency they teach me things about banking they teach me things about how to compound your money they teach me things about control they teach me different things about the velocity of wealth and I just start drinking from a fire hose and this would happen this would take me over two years of me banging my head against the wall pushing back uh, on things that i thought to be true i held on to certain beliefs that i thought to be true essentially when i took over i, I wanted to just be a stock guy like literally save your money invest it get 12 percent, and retire in the sun you know and retire and i realized that that's just not how the game works like if you truly look at how the wealthy are doing and how they think about money, they're doing the exact opposite that what we're taught. And when I realized that I had an aha moment and the aha moment was I was sitting in the, my, my office and I realized that there was this false choice that we were told, this false choice between saving for someday in the future and using your money in the present. See, I had this dilemma of like, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to invest in things. I saw the importance of have, holding on to money and to invest in me. But then I also knew the power of compound growth and over 60 plus years, compound interest is this amazing, amazing thing. And so this dilemma was like, okay, future now, future now, like, ah, what, what do I do? And, and then it clicked. I don't have to choose. Like every, I, it was right in front of my eyes and like the banks, the wealthy, the people that I was learning from, they were teaching me strategies that I didn't have to choose. Like I didn't have to choose between someday in the future and now. And when that, when it truly clicked, and I not just got the concept, but I got it like mathematically. And I just, I was like, wow, I am going to change the game and teach people that we've been lied to and not just tell them that, but like show them a better way. And it was that day that I knew that I had something bigger planned in my life. Another thing that I just want to be really upfront with, and, and it's something that I like, I have a heart of loving people and wanting to serve people, but the reason why I do what I do is because of my savior. Like the reason why I I get up and work so hard and the reason I believe that we all have this untapped potential in life is because I believe that there's a greater purpose, um, you know, than, than just making money and being in business. And so I really um, am so grateful for the people that poured into my life, but the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is to build God's kingdom. Like the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is to serve other people. And uh, regardless of if that's what you believe or not, like just know that I that I like lead with love and I and I am very 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 uh, intentional about not judging or not uh, assuming other things about people. But like this is super important to me. And so I remember just like just being like, Lord, this is my life. Like I I want to uh, really be intentional with serving people at a high level because I believe that there are people listening to this that have a message that needs to be shared that have a business that could change people's lives have literally could be making the world a better place serving people in a unique way but because they have a lack of knowledge as it relates around money they're unable to do it and that like ticks me off like the fact that people are being held back or worrying about money or not optimizing their their life 
like literally ticks me off to a point that like if I'm not going to share this, how many people will be held back? And so that's where I knew that I couldn't just stay at the bank. I couldn't just sit, sit back and let some people come to me and teach them the financial strategies that I've been learning, but I had to go out. And so after graduating, I went to India actually for a month to do a missions trip. And when I got back, I hit the ground running. I had savings because I was a huge saver and I self-funded uh, Betterwell Solutions. And and the, whole, the mission at, at, at that time was, okay, I'm going to take this to the internet because there's this thing called the internet that's going to like change the game as it relates to educating and coaching. Like I knew that education had to be a part of this. I knew that coaching had to had to play a big part of this and and I knew that like if if we could marry it together, it would be it would be huge. Now, I also want you to know this. When I decided to go out on my own, I I had a lot I had a ton of kickback. Like being 21 years old and looking like you're 15 and you know, like I I I heard it all. Like what in the world are you thinking? Like how, like how, like you, you, you haven't even experienced anything. You haven't got kicked in the mouth yet. Like how can you help people with your money? And like you're way better off like going and working for someone. And 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 while I do believe all that came out of genuine, genuine love, like and like concern. And even like even my parents were like, man, like you're. Why are you doing? Like you're leaving. You're walking away from a a job that like is super. Like I had the corner office of a bank, like I could have kept doing that. And, and like, why was I choosing to do this? And, and it was really because I had this realization that we only get one shot at this thing called life. And yes, I was young and yes, I might not resonate with everyone, but I knew that this message was incredibly important. And so I want you to know this. Key, there were some key relationships that, that happened in my life that helped me move on. Um, one of them was uh, a gentleman by the name of Greg Helema. And if you haven't heard Greg's story, go back to the last episode or one of the episodes on here. And Greg just has had an incredible impact in my life throughout my life and mentorship, but he became one of my first clients and, and became so convicted of this message that he really just poured a ton into me as it relates to starting the, starting my business. And so he was one of the, the people that were like, Caleb, you got to go out on your own. You got to do this. And I want to do this with you. And, and so Greg um, not only was an incredible client, but now he passed away a couple weeks ago. And yeah, I, just another really key reminder that life is so short. And, um, you know, Greg's never going to hear me say this, um, but super grateful for people like him in my life who um, took a risk on me, not just becoming a client of mine, but like encouraged me when I needed to be encouraged and believed in me when I needed to be believed in. And um, I'm incredibly grateful for that. Uh, the other uh, person that played such a huge role in my life was Dan Kaminsky, who um, became one another one of my first clients, has such an incredible resume of things, is so smart, and actually hated what I taught at first. And was like, no, this this can't be right because he was taught um, everything that he was taught about money. It was, you know, he's learning the exact opposite. And uh, he, to make a long story short, not only became a client, not only became a raving fan, but was pretty much like, Caleb, we can change the world. Like people need to hear this message. There will be a line outside the door if people understand the value of what we're doing. And so he um, worked for free while he was working at his other job doing running different departments. It was just super, super impressive. And then um, took the leap of faith and went all in and, and really um, has helped me co-found and build Better Wealth 
um, as we as we're growing our team. And so, Dan, as you listen to this, man, I I love you, and I'm so grateful just for your belief in me, your your belief in the mission, your your love for people, and uh, taking your skill set of operations and really helping me take to the to the masses. And so, like, thank you. And like, I could literally go down the list of people that have mentored me and poured into my life, and um, different people in the industry that have helped me out and and resources. Like, it's been absolutely incredible to see all the people that are not just on the sideline clapping their hands and saying, keep up the good work, but like are in the trenches with us because we have a mission that's bigger than ourselves. We have a mission of truly helping people live their highest potential. One of the things that we were talking about as a company is like, we want to change America, the way that America thinks about their money. Like we want to change the household and that's going to take education but it's also going to take uh, implementation. And so um, I'm currently doing this episode from Denver, Colorado, because I've been here for the last six months. And um, and really, we are. I'm here because now I'm in the, in the process of getting our message out and trying to be intentional with that. And being in Wisconsin was great, um, but besides the cold weather. But now being in Denver, Colorado gives me the ability to um, have a direct flight any, anywhere. Um, we have our headquarters here. So we have um, four team members in Denver. And it just that this is where we're doing our work, but we're able to work with people all over the country. And a couple things that happened since Dan came on board was uh, had an opportunity to uh, write a book. And this book had nothing to do with like my brilliance. I, I don't think I came up with a single thing. But I just started collecting all the things that I learned about money, about life insurance, about um, investing in assets, about efficiency, about getting clarity on who you are as a person and started putting it all together. And it's called The And Asset, The Secret Way to Save and Use Your Money at the Same Time. And essentially, if I had to summarize it, it's we've been lied to. You don't have to make this false choice between now and the future. There are ways to become more efficient with your money now. You can save your money in a place that's going to grow the rest of your life with tax-free uninterrupted, but also have full control over your money. I not, I, don't know, I not only lay that out, but I show people the exact places and the exact ways that we design the life insurance to be able to be structured like that, how you use it, but then efficiency hacks on the front end so that you actually have more money to actually fund this. And it's, again, passion project of mine. I love what we get to do because we literally are better protecting people's lives and also giving them the ability to crush the future while also being way more in control of their present. And it's literally, it's literally a game changer. Like we are going to change the game as it relates to how people see their money. And so I, I, I'm sure that all to say that this, this journey has had a lot of ups and downs. And there have been times where I was like, did I make, like, what am I doing? Am I making a huge mistake? And I'm incredibly grateful for the people that have poured into my life. And I'm incredibly grateful for the people listening to this podcast and like listening to the story um, because my, again, I'm just a, a product of the many people that have poured into me. Um, but I also want to thank you for uh, being such a huge supporter of what we're doing. And many people have asked like, Caleb, how can I play a part in a role in what you're doing? And, and it, it might look like a couple things, like anyone that can, you know, say good things about our business, about our book, about our podcast, 
it, it literally helps. Like, so anyone out there that is willing to be an ambassador, like, let's let's go out. And and there's also people that when they hear the podcast, when they hear, um, you know, you know, they, when they read the book, they want to like, you know, figure out how they can start working with us. And we literally created a blueprint to not only give you the right education, but give you the exact steps. And and we would actually will actually come alongside you and help you implement this because we're we're getting to the point where we can't. Like I can't personally meet with people like I used to when I was at the bank. Like the blueprint is the very best way to take action, start implementing these powerful strategies. You know, just just playing a role in our company. And so um, you can uh, the blueprint will be um, there'll be somewhere in in the show notes. But then literally, I love hearing from you guys. Like I love. Um, hearing the feedback that you guys have, the things that are going on in your life, know that I like truly care about that. And that's really gotten us to where we are currently because a lot of people can say they care and I truly believe they do. But it's really like if we, like we can't forget why we started this in the first place. And one of Greg's last words to me was, Caleb, don't forget why you started. Like, don't forget why you started. Like I literally started because I, I want, I wanted so badly to see people reach their highest potential. This is just kind of the story as I as I am, you know, going to be a lot active on on the podcast. I just wanted you guys to get a little bit of context of how amazing my upbringing was, some of the challenges that I I face, and I still I still have so many insecurities. But then the mission that's greater than ourselves, and um, would love to hear from you. Would love to um, work with any of you if you're ever wanting to start taking control of your money. Know that like we're here for you, and um, yeah. I, I really appreciate you listening to this whole whole story and, and it's gonna be it's ongoing because we're where we are now if you would if you would have told me that last year at this time if you would have told me that we would be at the place that we're in that we're creating a blueprint that I'm speaking all over the country we, you know we had over a thousand books in the hands of other people like I would just be like you're crazy like there's no way and so as as eager as I am to, to you know crush it for the future, I'm super grateful for all the things leading up. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my story. I know I got a little bit rambly, uh, but I just want you to know that I really, really appreciate you in my life. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, go and hit subscribe. And and it would mean the world if you could leave a review. But what also mean the world is if you could reach out, tell us that you're listening, um, let us know your thoughts, let us know how we can improve. And as I um, get do more interviews and you know provide shorter episodes and content for you guys, I want to know on, on different subjects that I should talk on. I'm going to be talking on the importance of a why. I'm going to be talking on different efficiency hacks. I'm going to be talking on the importance of compound interest and having total control of your money. And I just want to know how I can best serve you guys. So know that I love you guys. I know I say that. I know that might be weird, but I genuinely do. It's coming out of a genuine heart. And I'm so grateful that you're in my life. And let's go out and make the world a better place. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.